Welcome to What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Lucroft, a freelance journalist and blogger from London. Each week, I chat to awesome humans about their journey to where they are today, and we share lots of blogging tips and tricks too. You can hear the entire back catalogue, as well as new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for my name or searching What She Said, or you can go to my website, wanderloose.com. And if you want to come say hi online, I'm at Lucy Lucroft on Instagram or Twitter, or over at my blog, wanderloose.com. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of What She Said. This week I chat to returning guest Jessica Rose Williams all about minimalism and how her blog's doing one year on. So last time we chatted it was just months after she'd started her blog um, which is crazy and so we talk about everything that's happened in the past year and, and what she's learned. Jessica's super transparent and keen to share all of her knowledge and stumbling blocks along the way, from Instagrammer to newbie blogger, where she is today with her awesome capsule wardrobe masterclasses and ebooks. If you need a gentle reminder that you don't have to pretend that you're smashing it to be successful, this one's for you. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming back. So for anybody that doesn't know who you are, do you want to just briefly introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your blogging journey so far? Yeah, so hi, I am Jessica. I blog at jessicaroswilliams.com and I write a minimal lifestyle and travel blog. Um, I've been, I'm coming up to my one year anniversary now of being a blogger since I launched it and I write about how to live with less how to simplify life get rid of all the stuff all the crap and document all my travels and share travel tips as well and for anybody that wants to get to know Jessica a little bit better you can go back to the first series can't for the life of me remember which episode it is I should have really checked that beforehand but um I will link it in the show notes because we chatted in detail and you'd only just so you were six months in weren't you yes when we first chatted yeah which is crazy because you'd already grown phenomenally in that six months um and we chatted quite a lot about Instagram about your initial journey into blogging and I think we talked about Pinterest and some of the tips and tricks you had for growing your traffic um and you were super honest and really generous with your knowledge but things have changed quite a lot since then. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, so, I mean, pe- yeah, people are still reading it, um, which, <laughs> which still surprises me. Um, Does it? I think it's, it's one of my favourite blogs. <laughs> thank you. It's still getting read and people are still commenting and people still want to hear what I've got to say. So it has it has grown um steadily though, which mm. is is a nice thing. Um definitely decided that I don't want to be, you know, sort of blogging powerhouse with millions of people. I've you know really tried to keep it more real and small and meaningful are the the words I normally use. But yeah, it's continued to grow um it's it's great it's great building a real little community around around it now which is lovely has so when you're when you I don't want to talk like numbers and stuff like that because that's you know well that's fine I don't mind talking about I think people need to talk more numbers do you agree I do maybe not no I do agree with (laughs) you because I always want to know well we talk about this a lot offline anyway um 
because I think both of us are really happy to share our numbers and be transparent. The reason I sort of say I don't want to go into talking about numbers is that I think sometimes I was about to ask you a question, which was a bit mm. traffic focused. Yeah. And, and I think so in my SEO course, we, there's a section, the section that I've had the best feedback about is when I really tough love it and ask my students, why do you want the traffic you want? Why do you want that traffic? Why do you want that number? So when I said, like, I don't want to talk about numbers too much, it was more from a point of view of that, you know, people sometimes have a goal, don't they? Mm -hmm. Of, I just want to get to, I just want to, and actually it's not really a goal. It's just a number. It's number wang. It's just a pointless. It's arbitrary. It's like a vanity metric, isn't it? 100%. It's just there Mm. to serve your ego and nothing else. Yes, ego. Totally, but nobody really stops and thinks about it. So I found it interesting when you said, my numbers are growing steadily and I don't want to be a superstar blogger with millions of followers. I want to be a smaller blogger. Mm -hmm. When did you come to that realisation? And also the kind of second vein of that is when you talk about your numbers growing steadily, last time your traffic was coming mostly through Pinterest, have you found that that's still the case or are you shifting and tilting that? more into organic search oh that's interesting um yeah because it was very much pinterest six months ago it still is to be honest with you it's still the biggest um traffic driver but Mm -hmm. i'm still putting in quite a lot of effort with it and I've, i've done that from day one i just i figure that people who read my blog are very similar to me and then that means that they're very visual people. Mm-hmm. So I tend to focus on Instagram and Pinterest to try and catch people's eye and put out there what I think they want to hear or what would, you know, what I can offer them to get them over to the blog. Yeah. Um, but I think I think for the first six, it's interesting that we're, we're talking at this time, actually, because for the first six months, I think I sort of threw myself off the, okay, I'm going to start a blog cliff (laughs) and then it was all okay I need numbers it was very similar to when I started taking Instagram seriously everyone everybody wants that first 10k don't they yeah that's all everybody wants yeah and then I had it with the blog where I sort of started getting about 10,000 people reading it every month and I thought oh this is great similar to when I got 10k on Instagram and then you realize like oh there's nothing nothing magic happens happens now Right. Oh, I thought, you know, I thought I'd have uh, these big brands knocking on the door, maybe, mm. or I don't know, people offering me stuff, or I'd feel differently. But you, you really don't. Mm. Nothing happens. Yeah. And it's then true. it's a case of, I guess it's similar to the approach that I take to, you know, buying stuff and life in general with minimalism. Where does it end? Mm. What are you chasing? Mm. You know, is it going to make you happy? Um, so yeah, constantly along the journey I've tried tried to look at the numbers and think these are great but don't take it you know you, you can't put your self-worth into it and yeah. I think a lot of people do and it's so easy to see why they do yeah. um I don't think we can beat ourselves up for that either because if you're wanting to do brand work which I I quite like to do a, a little bit of it but I definitely wouldn't want to do too much of it mm. it's really hard work mm. they are going for people with high numbers yeah at the moment they definitely are I think they that's, are I think that is going to shift but I don't think there's I ever going to be so. a day oh I definitely and you keep do. hearing that it's going to shift but 
they are going for people with with really high numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it it will shift, but yeah, Not so that's soon, why you know that's yeah. why people are going for it because those numbers are are rewarded. But it is just a number. Yeah, it really so really is. You only need a very small number of people who get you and mm-hmm. who you can help to then have a very you know, a positive impact. And Mm. I think that's what we're all really wanting to do. I think that's why we're putting ourselves out there online. I think so too. It's it's like craving connection, isn't it? And I think so, definitely. So I think think you're particularly interesting and in a really, really, really good example of someone who, funnily enough, the other Jess who was on the podcast, Jess Dante, a couple of episodes ago from Love and London. Yeah, I listened to that one. I loved it. Did you? Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, absolutely loved it. You're quite similar in the fact you're incredibly different aesthetic, blog wise, everything else. But yeah. the thing that you're really similar about is that your niche is tight and you know your audience inside out. You know exactly who you're writing for. You know what they want. Like you even said, my your people are going to find you through Pinterest and Instagram. And that mm-hmm. means that the people that come to your website are are engaged already. They're your right people. Yeah. That's how I, that's how Which I is kind of the secret, isn't it? I mean, I think if you can nail that down, and I, I don't like to talk about niche too much because it gets people a bit cross, and it used to get me really cross. But actually, it's not really about niche in the in the traditional sense of the word, or it was certainly in the traditional sense of how people taught it in blogging. But you just got to find your tribe. Mm. Always. Yeah, how definitely. You, I I mean, you've always. You've always known from day one. That's why I think your blog, one of the reasons why your blog has grown really quickly is because when you went into it, you knew already. You didn't start and like mess about too much. I think, no, I didn't. Do you know what? I realized today, actually, um, I registered a domain name a year before I actually started my blog, but never did anything with it. So I think for me, it was a case of I wasn't doing it until I was, you know, I felt like I was 100% ready. I still wasn't 100% ready, but I did, I'm not someone, I'm really, I'm a really careful person. I'm, I'm too overcautious, to be honest with you. I need to just let the hell go a little bit. <laughs> 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 I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of fear in there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to start it until I, I had a, a better idea of, of what it would look like. But looking back, even at day one, I, I don't know I wrote a couple of blog posts but they weren't they weren't specific like they are now mm. I just knew I wanted to do something to do with lifestyle and I wanted to share myself and try and connect with like-minded people and you know put myself out there a little bit more create some nice content if I could and just see where it went and then I think I really spent quite a lot of time I won't say reflecting, but that sounds like a really strong word, but just looking at who was reading it, who was commenting, how I felt about, you know, them, whether they were people that I did connect with or maybe they were my wrong people. Mm. And you know when it's your wrong people. They they say things where you just think, Oh no, I don't think I don't think I'm for you. Mm. Um in which case don't you know, don't don't then think Oh, I need to write things to please them. Yeah. Focus yeah. on you just just sort of let that go. Um, I think is it is it Sarah Tasker calls it panning for gold. Oh, I love that. 
which I love. I hang on to that and I just think, okay, it's not a personal thing, you know, just let them go, focus yeah. on the right people and then focus on building relationships with them. Mm. Because I really think that that's the way to grow your audience yeah, is to I focus agree. on the audience that you've already got and really engage with them. That's that's interesting. So focusing on the audience you've got and connecting with them. So how do you do that? I think so. Well, conversations with them. I think so often, you know, going back to the numbers, so often we're chasing new followers, chasing mm. new likes, but there's a lot to be said for the ones that are already there. So I try to spend quite a lot of time on other people's accounts. Yeah. People who are interested in what I've got to say, and usually I'm interested in what, you know, they're lives and their questions things like that so focusing on that and then you'll find that people who follow them see you on there and it, it ripples out yeah, if that makes true. sense yeah I do agree and I, I think we're probably similar in that our both of our tribes are quite easily identifiable through, as our Instagram followers our most yes. engaged Instagram followers I know that my people are all on Instagram yeah which oh, is like, a happy place <laughs> oh I love it so much even I, like I don't I don't I genuinely don't care about my numbers anymore I love yeah. it when I get to a an even number <laughs> oh I love even numbers but aside from that I really I don't I don't care it's it's meaningless to me because I this is an interesting thing to share and we can both get a bit honest with numbers if we both feel like it so I have 2,800 followers on Instagram I mean that's no big secret you can see it (laughs) but um all of my brand work in the past six months paid and unpaid has come from Instagram and that is my I have less Instagram followers than I have monthly views but all of my brand work has come from that, which is really interesting. I think it's really interesting as well. And I don't think people would necessarily, and, and this hasn't been me pitching people. Anyone that's come to me comes to me through Instagram. They find me through Instagram. Yeah. I, I think I've definitely got the same, um, with brands. Yes. But I think with traffic, it's for, it's from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes um, sense. Which is interesting because that's where I've got the least amount of followers. Oh, you don't need followers though, do you, on Pinterest? No, because, because it's, it's like a search, search engine. engine. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is another reason why Pinterest is awesome because you really don't have to worry about your followers. I think they I have. They should take it off, shouldn't they? I think they should because it is meaningless. I don't. Mm. The people who. The pins that I find aren't through my followers. Never. It's, there's not really an algorithm boost for people. That you follow it's really stupid because no. I have 6,000 followers on Pinterest and I get 160,000 monthly views of my Pinterest uh, page is that what it's called page I don't know um, yes. profile isn't profile. it yeah exactly yeah and both of those numbers are essentially meaningless mm. because that doesn't that doesn't indicate the amount of traffic that I then get to my site it's just too completely, it's kind of one of the reasons why I really wanted to, I feel like I'm really preoccupied with this at the moment, which is probably really annoying to people. Whenever I hear people asking for advice about how do you grow your Instagram? How do you get to this number? I mean, they're certainly not asking me how to do that. But when, you know, I'm in a forum where someone's asking it, 
I'm constantly mm. doing that really annoying kid thing of, but why? But why? Because yeah. I really want people to question it in themselves. Like, mm. why? Why do you want that? Why do you want that? And then I, I found that for myself, when I was constantly asked why, I realised, oh, yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that amount of followers that I had in my head because I'm making enough money from what I'm doing right now with the followers yeah. I have. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's what, you know, what more do you actually want? But that's the real thing, isn't it? The why thing. I listened mm. to a podcast. I think it was a Jenna Kutcher one. Um, I can't not believe long ago. that you cheated on me. <laughs> I do, sorry. Is I it... do listen to other podcasts. <laughs> other podcasts are available, guys. <laughs> Is it um, Gold Digger? Oh, but it was, yeah, that's the one. And yeah, I think it was the lady from Cottage Hill, mm-hmm. I think. It's a magazine. And she talks about the why you're doing something and how that basically underpins absolutely everything that you do um it's really really interesting I think you're supposed to ask yourself why like five times to get the real answer how interesting but I think that's so true because I agree the people people that I admire kind of within my within my industry you know other bloggers or whatever that I follow who I can see have really got it nailed down you can see that they know their why because they're writing with an authentic voice and they're writing about stuff that you tell they care about they're they're the same across all of their platforms there's no cringe whenever you see a caption there's I don't know and I think you're one of those people oh well I think it is a thing I do I do think you have to be you and Mm. I think you have to you have to let people in as well a little bit I don't think there's any point I mean when I started with this the idea of sharing, you know, certain things just sort of terrified me. I mean, before blogging, my Instagram captions would be an emoji, you know, (laughs) cool and wanted everyone to think I was cool. (laughs) And now, my God, you can't shut me up on there. But now I get over a hundred comments, you know, so you have to let people in in order for them to be able to connect with you. Yeah. There's no point trying to be cool, trying to be somebody that you're not, because people won't connect with that. That's so then so you're digging yourself further into that that hole. Um, I do think you have to you have to show a little bit of vulnerability, definitely. I think there's a real magic in vulnerability. There's a kind mm. of sweet spot where um, it's kind of you have to step over a bit of uncomfortable you have to kind of push past a bit of a comfort blanket with vulnerability but you should never feel frightened or violated or anything like that and if you get to that point then it's kind of the sweet spot where everybody else feels like they can they have permission to also be vulnerable and honest yeah definitely have you read um the Brene Brown books yes Daring greatly absolutely amazing that's the only one I've read so far oh my god totally totally life-changing and she talks about the the line because obviously there is a case of you don't want to share absolutely Mm. everything I mean my god you know you don't want to know everything that's going on inside my head I don't (laughs) want to know everything (laughs) but there's there's a line isn't there where you Mm. feel I think she talks about it in a way where people have to earn it yeah yeah I think that's that's really really powerful but people love to connect with people don't they yeah um I know I've thought you know people online have 
they've grown and then they've turned into very plasticky unrealistic and I've unfollowed them I don't feel like I can connect with them anymore yeah I've had something similar recently sorry say that again I wouldn't want people to feel like that about me because I want to connect with people that feels vulnerable to say that actually yeah (laughs) I want to connect (laughs) (laughs) I think that is vulnerable when you when you admit that the reason that you're that you invest time in Instagram is because you want to make friends. Yeah. Which, Definitely. yeah, it does if feel a bit... Introvert as well, someone like me who can happily stay at home and yeah. not see people's face <laughs> on edge. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about what you've been up to from a kind of work point of view because when we first chatted, you were just at the start of your blogging journey you were obviously, you know, working with brands and stuff on Instagram and um, and with your blog. And then you started coaching. And I think I think when we chatted, you weren't necessarily sure of which way you were going to go. But that was something that happened. I can't remember when it was at some point last year. So I wanted to talk a bit about and, and now, obviously, you've got loads of other stuff going on you've just done an amazing workshop and you've got an e-course which I've I've got I've bought um yeah, all of these will be in the show notes by the way um <laughs> yeah what, what's been going on oh so um oh, I don't know when you start a blog or you are a blogger you have something online I think there's this pressure isn't it that you've got to do something with it mm. and there's a set path maybe that you should follow um, I don't know if I got a little bit swept into that in the beginning because yeah. I read quite a lot of advice. I think we all do. Yeah, I think we do. Mm. Um, it's, it's easier, isn't it, to look at what other people are doing instead of looking inside yourself and yeah. thinking about what you want to do. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think, yeah, I thought I'd give one-to-one coaching a go and put it up. Felt really mm, not great about it. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit. It was fine. It was fine. That's your answer, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't really find myself promoting it. I Mm. didn't want to be on one-to-one calls all day. Yeah. Um, And it took giving it a go for me to realise that that's that's not actually what I want to do. I think I'd rather do a one-to-many sort of thing. Like, you know, I love, obviously, you do. I love Instagram. That's a very one-to-many thing, isn't Mm. it? You put something out there and then you can engage with loads of people at once. Yeah. Which really surprised me, again, because being an introvert, I'm much better on a one-to-one. But turns out that's actually not the case with blogging and online. Mm. So, yeah, it's been a case of oh my god what should I do well I could do this 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 and this get those ideas together but then it's a case of trying one at a time because I think it's just as important to know what you don't want to do as it is to know what you do want to do yeah definitely um and I still don't 100% know I'm just sort of experimenting trying things out based on what I think might work and then if I like it great um, the workshop, I was convinced I wouldn't be able to do it, for one, confidence-wise. And I was convinced no one would turn up. And I was <laughs> it would just be a flat failure and everyone would want their money back. 
and it was incredible and I absolutely loved it so now I'll definitely want to do another one but hey if it hadn't gone so well I'd have learned something from it and I, I just wouldn't have done another one in future yeah but I think that approach is, has really helped me move forwards instead of just sitting uh, with loads of paper and lists around me trying to figure out what the hell I should do yeah I think experimenting is so key to in this weird online world where none of us know what we're doing really and that and there is you're right there is so much noise out there and you don't have to follow the rules you don't have to there's some things that it helps if you follow them um I'm going to plug my SEO course here. <laughs> Those rules, it's really helpful to follow. Like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's interesting what you just said about um, we all don't know what they do, what we're doing. And mm. that's something I've learned in my first year of blogging. Even the people right at the top that you think have got it all together and they're running this amazing business and earning million a year or whatever – um, they have no idea what they're doing. Totally. They are winking it day in, day out. I know because I've, you know, reached out to certain people and chatted to them. <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. Totally. So hopefully that will make people listening to this feel better because it really made me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> no one has a clue. Yeah, totally. But it, it was interesting at the beginning when we were talking about numbers and you said, I think people should be more transparent and ask me if I do too. I definitely, definitely do. But people aren't they're not I don't know what it is do you know I was thinking because I've got a media kit now which makes me feel really professional (laughs) media kit um (laughs) and it's not on my website and I really think I'm gonna put it up there because it's got it's got prices on mainly for for brands and things like that yeah I think I'm just gonna put it up there so then if anyone wants to see what I charge for you know Instagram posts or writing blog posts or anything else they want me to do it's there and yeah. likewise other bloggers can can see it as well um had a conversation with someone not long ago and well there was a group of us and we all told each other what our numbers were what we were charging for things and they were so different which Kate, basically Kate said the same thing Kate Ferris. yeah yeah Kate was one of the people ah interesting <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, that's not helping anyone, is it? No, not because at all. some people aren't charging enough, and then some people are maybe going in too high and then losing the work. Yeah. But it's such a new industry. I really think we need to, you know, again, vulnerability, open up a little bit and and share this information. Um, if somebody wanted to know what you were charging, it's easy to find out. You could just get someone to pretend to be a brand and well I heard of someone I can't remember who I was I don't know no not at all because (laughs) someone told me I can't remember who it was I don't even know if it was on a podcast episode or if it was just an offline chat and someone said they had a friend or knew someone kind of blogging like a colleague who used to pretend to be a brand and email lots of bloggers to get their media kits Wow. Yeah, yeah to find yeah. out. Which yeah. I thought, I mean, isn't it sad that we have to resort to that? Because, it is, but it's so unregulated. Yeah. I guess it's a case of what else have we got, but I yeah. really think it's time to start opening up. I do um, too. Because I, I, I don't know about brands as well, you know. I think I think they're taking the pee quite a lot of the time with people. And I think... They are, yeah. We've most got ourselves to blame for it. Well, Because I, we're not 
standing together and you know saying no that's actually not okay for you to expect me to do that for free when it takes hours and hours to do I mean I don't know if you and I don't want to shame anybody who's listening but I got an email from you probably got the same one from Papier who wanted to and actually I don't even care if they listen I'm gonna call them out I you know I really loved that brand and had been Anais was bought um, one of those really cool personalised papier kind of book set for her christening. It was so beautiful. And when they contacted contacted me, I was like, oh, that's so great through Instagram. Oh, great. Like, and actually, you know, this is totally on brand because I like your product anyway. They sent me a huge proposal of, um, it was like, it was almost like a, yeah, it was, it was a big presentation. Um, we want and I, and when I was reading it I was like that's great you're so organized um we want however many blog posts loads of Instagram posts we want this we want mm-hmm. that we want and we'll give you 25 pounds to spend on stationery I was like oh my god is this it's exploitation a, isn't it is this an actual joke <laughs> so I just went back and said and just sort of ignored what they put and said uh I'd love to work with you what's your budget and they never got back to me mm. But then I've seen yeah. lots of my friends doing it and maybe it's just me who they didn't have a budget for or but the fact that I'm thinking that makes me think, well perhaps everybody else thought, well no one else is gonna be charging, so I won't ask. And I do think it's it's really shitty of them. No, I agree. I agree. Um it's it's really interesting when you start to unpick it, isn't it, what's actually going on? And I mm. don't think many people are talking about it and it's definitely not regulated at the minute. Mm. But we're in a position where, you know, most bloggers are women, so it's female mm-hmm. p- entrepreneurs trying to get a business going, trying to make a go of creating living, creative living and obviously you have to make money out of that to be able to sustain yourself I mean that's fine nothing wrong with that um but we have to start somewhere so I guess you know doing things for free is kind of a bit of an internship I guess maybe to get yourself going but at the same time pay the photographer you know people are (laughs) it's it's so much work Mm. so much effort and how much would it cost them to pay someone to come up with the concept to spend the time promoting it on social media to take the photo to edit the photo to come up with the caption that's actually authentic you know um and I do expect you to do that for 25 is is it's it's wrong and it was a voucher basically it wasn't even yeah I think it was even like 25 dollars or something ridiculous yeah but I have to say you know there are times when I I don't even like to say I work for free because if if I wanted really really wanted twenty five pounds worth of papier vouchers and I could have gone back and negotiated and said look I I will take this I really need that but um, I'm only going to do one Instagram post or whatever that's fine I do not I one hundred percent do not judge anybody for whatever they do because to me the value that's like your you set your own lines you set your own kind of boundaries um and I definitely don't charge for everything I it's it's diff like it is different depend it's a case-by-case thing 
but it is definitely but that's just, the interesting yeah. thing you know again when we start to unpick it I do it too mm. I'll do stuff for free it's not for free but if there's mutual benefit exactly you know, if it's yeah. a load of um if it's a I don't know stuff I don't really have much stuff but you know I don't know if I was doing a redoing a office or something mm. and wanted a, to do a lovely desk but then at the same time I could um, write about how to put a minimalist office together and how this will benefit your life then the company that, ben- that would gift me the desk they would benefit from that okay so we're back we got cut off <laughs> but no getting rid of me <laughs> um we were talking about brand work but actually what I think is more interesting is the stuff that you're doing with your business So you moved on from one-to-one coaching and um, created a beautiful workshop around capsule wardrobe um, planning and an e-course too. Where did that that idea spring from? So the workshop came from someone asking me if I wanted to do it. Um, I had a message and said, really love a capsule wardrobe workshop. Is it something that you'd be interested in doing? And my initial reaction was oh my god there's no way I can do something like that no are you kidding no one will come it won't work you know the inner critic was you know got a megaphone going on Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I was in this I did I did a coaching session with Jen Carrington who I know you've had on the podcast and who I absolutely adore she is amazing um I'm sure you think the same yeah and she, we sort of agreed that because I was in a, a sort of quite new, well, obviously my blog was quite new, that I should just do a, a season of experimentation. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So I'll just be open to things and see what happens. So I said, yeah. So I was like, okay, lean into the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'll do it. And so we, we put it together um, and, it, yeah, put it on. It didn't sell out which was actually a blessing in disguise in the end. Um, That was quite interesting because I think there's so much of this online, isn't it? Sold out in an Mm. hour, Um, sold out. It's pressure. Mm. Um, I don't mind saying my my workshop, it didn't sell out um, and that was fine. I thought about why it might not have done and then I'll, you know, learn from that for next time. Um, So put that on. It went so well. I I've asked for it to go any better. We basically got together in this really gorgeous old gramophone factory, which is about 25 minutes from my house now, um, about five minutes from the one that we're moving to. And I took people through the building a capsule wardrobe journey. So I put a workbook together for us to use on the day um, and went through bits and bobs of that and then did loads of other exercises tried to make it really creative for everyone we had lovely food and loads of tea and coffee things like that we just had a really lovely day connecting uh, together (laughs) (laughs) and then I had loads of questions about well I can't make the workshop Mm. depending on where your audience are it turns out I don't have a very local audience to me that was part of the problem and I live obviously in the north of England which isn't that easy to get to it's effort to get to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so they was people were saying, you know, I would have loved to have come, but I can't get there. Would you maybe do a course, or would you maybe sell the book that you used on the day? I'd really love to use that. Um, so I guess I got my idea from 
my audience, which is is really nice. That's um, a, a super organic way of really, yeah, yeah, really, really nice um, way to do it. So yeah. then I thought, well, I didn't know which one to do first again. So I thought, I'd, and I polled the audience on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is a really good way to test things to find things out. And more people wanted the ebook than the e-course, but there wasn't too much in it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll do both, but it's going to take me longer to write the in-depth e-course mm-hmm. with, you know, community, Facebook group, and probably some one-to-one with me. But it was easy enough to just put the book that we used up for sale, and yeah. then people can work through that at their own pace. And I'm always around anyway on Instagram, Twitter, and stuff. You can't shut me up. So. <laughs> <laughs> the questions with that um, so yeah it was it was all born out of that leaning into some fear which is really interesting are you going to do more workshops yeah definitely um but I don't think it's it was I found it really tiring mm. um it was a lot of effort but I think now I know how it would run I think it would be easier to do another one um, so it's not something I would do, you know, monthly or anything like mm. that. But definitely a couple of times a year, I can see see myself running them. It actually felt, it felt more retreat like. Yeah. Than... Again, we've been cut off, but we're back. <laughs> um, I remember us chatting about some of the stumbling blocks when you'd first started your blog. But what has, has there been any new ones since, or has it been the same? Or yeah, what have you been navigating? Um, stumbling blocks. I think I just think comparison is always the the mm. big one. Um, yeah, so comparison is something that I've definitely stopped doing as much. I don't actually spend much time on um, blogs that are within my niche, so I don't read too many um, minimalist blogs as such. I like to get outside of what what I do um so I think it's so easy to get bogged down Mm. and then you kind of can't see the wood for the trees that's interesting Um, because a lot of the advice that we are given is to be looking at what everyone else is doing to see what we can do better but I have found that to be quite for me and we seem to have a few similar similar traits um I find that to be quite triggering actually I've really I'm sorry to say it, but I really hate using that word, triggering. But um, <laughs> not to diminish it, but I just don't like using it. But it's it's just one of those things that I find is quite, um, yeah, it doesn't I just work get for me. stuck. Mm. I get really, really stuck. Um, I don't do things any better. And then my head is just full of other people's ideas. Yes. By all means, look at what other people are doing, but look at what other really good food bloggers are doing or look at what, I don't know, just like the opposite end, you know? Yeah. I mean, when, you know, when you want to be a better writer, the first tip someone will give you is read well. Yeah. Don't read, don't read how you want to write. Read, you know, Dickens, Junior Wolf. Um, read amazing classic stuff that's not what you're wanting to write, but you'll naturally consume, because we create what we consume, don't we? Yeah. So that's really the best way to, to propel you on um not to just look at what other people are doing in your genre I just think that's a bad idea I don't see how you'd think I mean yeah maybe you could think oh how could I do it differently but mm, I think you're going to get pretty stuck if you take that approach I think it really depends on the type of personality you are because some people 
Some people do find that a motivating thing. Oh, from like a competitiveness type thing. Yeah, like a, yeah, in a healthy maybe. way. In a healthy yeah, I can way, see that. I don't. I, I really struggle with that. I struggle with it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's something I've, um, yeah, tried my best to sort of stay away from doing. And I think the way to do it is to intentionally distract yourself. So, you know, find anything but to do. Yeah, I think uh, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough, you know. Oh, I want, want to see what other people are doing. So don't, again, don't go on blogs that are similar to yours. Get out of your bubble. Mm. Um, go and find some new blogs. Go and find some old blogs that did really well. Mm. Or, I don't know, read a Dickens novel or something. You'll learn <laughs> so much more from that about writing than you will about someone that's, mm. you know, doing what maybe you want to do Mm, I completely agree and I think the same probably goes for social media as well to be honest so we're being plagued by terrible Skype issues so where can everybody find you online so the best place to find me is on my blog jessicarosewilliams.com or Instagram after that at jessicarosewilliams and then quite active on Twitter as well but I'm at jessicaroswill on there um and then pinterest which is at just rose williams as well thank you so much thank you thanks for listening to what she said i really appreciate it i hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did please think about leaving me a five-star rating and a review if you have time this really helps other people find the podcast and means that apple don't hide me in their vaults if you fancy joining my small but perfectly formed bunch of podcast fans for chit chat on Facebook, head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what she said podcast and come and join us.